This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Curated by Kohl's latest collection is now available in select stores and at Kohl's.com. For a limited time, shop unexpected new favorites like reusable drinkware from Corksicle and fun arts and crafts from UV. Warmies heatable plush toys are perfect for little ones. Homesick handcrafted candles are a great gift to make anyone feel at home. And who doesn't love sweet treats from Candy Club? Shop curated by Kohl's for these digital need-to-know brands and more. Tap the banner now or visit Kohl's.com. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Let's get a big thumbs up. Get ready to rock and roll today. Let's have some fun. 400 laps. I got you guys there. Have a great day. Tim Ford. Tonight. We'll make it happen. We know what we got to do. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Used to be a standard statement at every race. When will Chase Elliott win? Today, he wins at Kansas Speedway. Hell yeah, boys. Let's go. Yeah, I think every week has to be pressure packed. You know, you have to keep the pressure on yourselves because, you know, if you were to make it to Homestead, you have to pretty much win Homestead. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our screen. From the Motor Racing Network studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the MRN crew here with you after a wonderful weekend in Kansas City, Kansas, there at the Kansas Speedway. Matter of fact, we're going to chat with First-time NASCAR Xfinity Series winner, John Hunter Nemechek. He's going to stop by and we'll ask him about his big win, his first win in the Xfinity Series as he took home the checkered flag in the Kansas Lottery 300. Also coming up, we're going face-to-face with Eric Almarola. He's moving on to the round of eight. We'll get his thoughts on winning this year's Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series Championship. Also, NASCAR Hall of Famer and seven-time Martinsville winner, Rusty Wallace, will join us. He'll preview this weekend's first day to 500. Ryan Newman's crew chief, Luke Lambert, is going to join us to talk about how to set up a race car for Martinsville. Martinsville Speedway President Clay Campbell is going to stop by. We'll also preview the latest Jack Roush podcast on MRN.com. And we've got This Week in NASCAR History, a social media minute, and a whole lot more. To get us going this week, let's look back at Sunday's Hollywood Casino 400 with a NASCAR Live Backtracks. We're racing here at Kansas now for the 26th time as we get ready for the Hollywood Casino 400 at the Kansas Speedway. Toyota Pace Car makes its way down off the racetrack and onto pit road. Up front, it is Joey Logano. Want to go with you back to the line. Stand four. A good car here, guys. Got a great start to the spot. Good job there, guys. We'll uh, make sure we hold on to this track position. So, of course, the point here is that's up to that next round. Win at the end. The green is in the air, and we are off and running in the Hollywood Casino 400. Joey Logano with no company in sight up off turn number four with a two-second lead. He will win stage one here at Kansas Speedway. Green checker. See it, right? Yeah, that was the green checker right there. All right. Oh, what's it going about nice there? Uh, Balance-wise there, like you said there, Todd. Uh, my one and two, I still turn really good. The wind's really turning the car for me. Uh, I get a little bit loose off, but seemed like I was a little tighter that run. Ford and Chevy wheel-to-wheel in this Johnson-Foyer battle. Johnson-Chevrolet racing hard to the inside of Foyer's Ford. He'll grab the spot. Johnson slides up. Foyer goes even higher in the corner. Well, Jimmy, I'm sorry, but I'm racing for a lot here. Brad, go tell him. I know you will or whatever, but I told him I can't promise you that he got told, but I told her. Martin Truex talking to crew chief Cole Pern. What do you need to do better to run up there? Everything does the same thing as on the bottom, but it won't turn at all, then it's sideways. Loose off a two, it's tight off a four. Through the middle, the front end. 
on pit road for both Kurt Busch and Eric Almirola. Uncontrolled tires. We have an uncontrolled tire, bud. We're going to do a pass-through. Okay. Coming next time. All right, we got to do a pass-through for uncontrolled tire up in the tent. Just a pass-through. Pit four, what do you want to do right now? Yeah, pit four, just a pass-through. Kurt Busch, 22nd, after his penalty. I don't have any productive setup recommendations. I can't run the high side because I'm loose in. As soon as I go to the gas, it plows all the way. If I get to the gas too soon, it plows, and there's no way to do anything center out. And then once the pace drops off, it gets worse because then we don't keep our momentum up. Uh, we're speeding the tight part. It's, it, it just won't do anything. I get the gas too early, it pushes the brains out, and it'll knock the pitch down tight. Uh, 10 more. Guys talking about Ryan Blaney. He just popped the wall a couple of laps ago. Oh. Sure, let me know what does your balance here. I'll try to adjust. Well, you cannot make a mistake when there's only 50 laps to go. Kevin Harvick busted for speeding. You got a speed ticket here. Stay out one lap, run one lap, you got to speed, we'll pitch next time by. Sunday's Hollywood Casino 400 at Kansas Speedway. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we've got our AutoZone Driver of the Week, John Hunter Nemechek, brought to you by AutoZone. Does your check engine light have you guessing? AutoZone's free fix finder service can help you find a solution so you can do more. Get in the zone, AutoZone. At AutoZone, helping you get more done is what we do best. Like with the AutoZone Rewards Program, you'll earn a $20 reward every time you spend 20 bucks or more five times. It's just one more way to get more done. And right now, get a $10 AutoZone gift card by mail-in rebate when you purchase a Sylvania Silverstar Ultra Twin Pack or two single packs. Two single packs must be purchased on same sales receipt. Visit any of our 5,500 locations nationwide and let us do more for you. See terms at AutoZone.com rewards. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Ready for some good news? Life insurance is more affordable than you think. Ready for some even better news? Your coverage can start today. An e-financial agent is ready to help you select the right policy from the most trusted life insurance companies. And it's all done over the phone. One call and you're on the way to the protection your family needs. Call 1-866-244-5580 to get covered today. Or get a quote at efinancial.com. That's limited by state law. John Hunter Nemechek joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Hello, MRN Crew Call. Yes, you want to schedule an appointment with Sammy Joe and Rocco? I can do that. Now that comes with an all-access look down onto pit road. Are you okay with that? Sure, it's as close as you'll get to interviewing the race car. <laughs> now, do you need a reminder? Okay, you're scheduled for Wednesday at noon Eastern. Just come to MRN.com or the MRN Facebook page and ask for crew call. We look forward to seeing you. Goodbye. Here's a special message for those of you who owe the IRS at least 10000 or more in back taxes. The IRS has special programs in place that could eliminate or reduce your tax debt by thousands of dollars. The IRS is currently accepting reduced settlements and other favorable programs. You may qualify for substantial savings, so get the help you need. Take down the number now for the Federal Tax Management Hotline, 800-242-1706, 800-242-1706. This is NASCAR Live. Kansas Speedway has been great to the Nemechek family. His father, Joe, his last Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series win was here. And his son, John Hunter Nemechek, off turn number four for the first Xfinity Series win. Up against the wall, now diving down to the inside in career start number 15. John Hunter Nemechek is a winner in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Now, back to Mike Bagley. 
That's how it sounded Saturday afternoon at the Kansas Speedway. John Hunter Nemechek taking Chip Ganassi's number 42 car to Gatorade Victory Lane and getting his first career win in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live, and we welcome in the winner of the Kansas Lottery 300, John Hunter Nemechek, back on NASCAR Live. John Hunter, welcome back to NASCAR Live. Congratulations on getting that checkered flag over the weekend. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. I know that uh, I know that it was a hard-fought win, but at the same time, it looks like your car, or looked like, I should say, your car was absolutely spectacular, and it looked like it came to life there at the end. Is that a valid assessment? <laughs> yeah, I would definitely say so. Um, our Chip Ganassi racing guys worked hard all weekend. We were probably the top five, top three contending car from where we unloaded right off the truck, and we went into the weekend with a mindset of, okay, Playoff points don't really matter. We just have to get as many points as we possibly can and run up front. And um, I definitely felt like we had a car to contend for that for sure. We were in really good in stage one, ended up winning stage two, and then I made a mistake on pit road, slipped through my box, and pretty much gave the race away until we had that late race caution. And luckily when we had that late race caution, I was able to make a couple moves um, on the restart and our car came to life there at the end. Um, we put out a big lead and then we we're just trying to maintain the gap to make sure that if the caution did come out, we had some tire left to try and beat Daniel, who was really fast as well. Chatting with John Hunter Nemechek, winning the Kansas Lottery 300 over the weekend at Kansas Speedway. John Hunter, you've won in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. Now you've won in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. What does this race do for your confidence? You're still maturing as a race car driver. You're making progress. You're making inroads. Did this contribute to some confidence lifting and confidence building over the weekend? Yeah, I definitely think so. Um, going into these final three races, we're, we're locked in for the owner's championship come Homestead now. So trying to go and get Chip his first uh, ever NASCAR championship, which would be pretty special um, for myself and for the organization. But overall, it's it's a confidence booster, but I think it's more validation. Um, we've been fast all year. We just haven't been able to close out the deal. Um, we've had mechanical issues. I've given a couple of races away when we've been contending for wins. So um, it's definitely been a learning process and uh, a growing year for myself. And that doesn't happen without growing things. So luckily we were able to close the deal this weekend and check the first one off the box. Everyone says that the first one is the hardest one to get. I would agree with that. So now that we have one, hopefully we can start rolling in a few more. Is there a possible future brewing here with you and Chip Ganassi racing? <laughs> um, we don't know what our, our plans are for 2019. My goal is to run full-time next year and try and compete for a championship um, and win races, be with an organization that can win races, um, whether – it's staying with Chip or um, whatever may happen. Who knows? Um, we're just taking it day by day and trying to make the most of my opportunity this year and um, just looking forward to going and running for this ownership and trip come home set. And I know that that's very important to the team as well. It should be. It's a, uh, a four-team free-for-all right now for the owner's title in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. And, of course, John Hunter Nemechek helping the team and making strides in that effort over the weekend at Kansas. Appreciate you joining us on the show. And all the best in picking up more checkered flags. You got that first one under your belt on Saturday, and I know there are many more to come, and we wish you the best in trying to get them. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you guys for having me. Thank you. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we'll have this week's Social Media Minute, and later we go face-to-face with Eric Almarola. I'm not blooming good. I'm blooming great. Put a shrimp on the barbie and sizzle my steak. Woo! I want that onion to bloom. And it get in my senses like sonic boom. No rules, just right. So bold, so nice. And I'm so, 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 so ready for that Outback Steak tonight. Outback Steak. That's what it's all about. Things happen fast in racing, and if you don't know where to look, you can miss it all. With Legend from Racing Electronics, you'll never miss another moment. Legend gives you live fan vision video, in-car cameras, and stats at NASCAR and other Premier Series events. And the next-generation race scanner for unfiltered driver and crew audio at any motorsports event nationwide. NASCAR fans have never been closer to the action. Welcome to the future of the fan experience. Learn more by visiting RacingElectronics.com. Got a full slate of racing activities coming your way from the Martinsville Speedway coming up this weekend and a jam-packed Saturday coming your way. 
We'll kick it off with two practice sessions with the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series, one at 9 a.m. Eastern, the other at 11.30 a.m. in the East. You can hear that on MRN.com. That'll be followed by the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series, Texas Roadhouse 200, live coverage here on MRN, 12.30 p.m. Eastern. After the truck race, it'll be pole qualifying for the first day to 500, 4 o'clock Eastern, our airtime here on MRN. And then Sunday, the first data 500 for the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series, the first race in the round of eight. Tune in right here at 1.30 p.m. Eastern. We'll get the latest social media news next. First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Over 70 years, she's hosted 139 NASCAR Cup Series races. I think we'll see the sparks fly again today. And seen 51 different winners. It will be Richard Petty by half. Earnhardt will win. Kyle Busch is the winner. In all the world, there's only one Martinsville. The lookout Truex is around. Don't miss the beating, the banging, the excitement of the first Data 500. Tickets to the October 28th race are going fast. Call 877-RACE-TICKS or visit martinsvillespeedway.com to purchase your playoff tickets today. The race weekend doesn't have to end with the checkered flag. Carry the action over in the Monday with MRN Motorsports Monday, presented by Outback Steakhouse. Log on to MRN.com and join veteran broadcaster Woody Kane and NASCAR spotter Joey Meyer as they review the race weekend and debate the biggest stories of the week ahead. Plus, some of the biggest names in the sport stop by to talk the latest topics. Make Monday your new favorite weekday with MRN Motorsports Monday at noon Eastern or anytime on demand at MRN.com. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Joining us now is Kim Kuhn with the latest social media news. Kim, what's going on? Well, Mike, if you didn't know that a few of our NASCAR drivers are metalheads. Yep, some guys in the garage love hard rock and heavy metal. And there was actually a Metallica concert earlier this week where a number of drivers made appearances, specifically Ryan Blaney and Bubba Wallace. They've... I think made it known to everyone that they love this type of music, but they posted some great videos on Instagram from the concert and they are getting into the head banging action. I encourage everyone to get a look at those. And in fact, Ryan posted a video of himself and Bubba getting into the hard rock heavy metal with just the caption neck hurts. I imagine they're pretty sore after that concert, but I actually had the opportunity to talk with Ryan. He said not only was Bubba there, but Chase Elliott, Kevin Harvick, Paul Menard, and even Matt Kenseth. And I asked, well, how does Matt Kenseth take in a concert? And Ryan said, well, he was just kind of tapping his foot. So it's kind of fun to picture those guys at a heavy metal concert. We, though, are headed to Martinsville Speedway this weekend to kick off the round of eight in the NASCAR Monster Energy Cup Series playoffs, and it's going to be some beaten, banging short track action. So to follow everything, be sure you're following us on social media at MRN Radio, and of course, tweet us using that hashtag AskMRN. Thanks, Kim. MRN.com has a new podcast for you to check out, and it's called The Many Hats of Jack Roush. In this week's show, it's all about his successful teams outside of the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. On the NASCAR side, Mark Martin was already working with Roush in the Winston Cup Series and had been running on his own in select Bush Series events in the number 60 Ford with sponsorship from Winn-Dixie. In the early 90s, the duo decided to join forces. Well, the program was around Mark Martin to start with. And, uh, of course, there were some pro some races that, that you couldn't run both series because they were too far away from one another. The driver could not be in two places at the same time. In 1993, they led nearly a thousand laps and won seven times, including a stretch of five straight they entered late in the year, culminating at Rockingham. What a season Mark Martin has had in Bush Grand National Competition. Here he comes. He lets those three lap cars directly ahead, gives them plenty of room, takes the checkered flag and win it. Ward Burton will come across the line and finish second. Joe Bessie will run third as they all come across the stripe to take the checkered flag, and Mark Martin will be heading down to victory lane. Jim Phillips. Well, Steve Beal is here, Steve. When you finish, you win. That's simple as it is. Well, we've been real fortunate this year. The Windex, the cars worked real good. We are a little bit loose to start, but those good years on the long run were a lot better than the other tire. We were hoping it'd stay green there with 50 to go. Those guys cooled their tires and made a run at but they didn't have what we had at the end. We're real happy about it. That success prompted another expansion running a full schedule as a development program. So to start with, it was around Mark. It's only when we decided we, were, we backed away from the truck series and we were going to make it a, a, a place to, to vent 
or to vet uh, rookie uh, uh, drivers headed toward the Cup Series that we decided to start running for championships. That's from this week's podcast. MRN presents the many hats of Jack Roush. You can download that show for free as well as the first five at MRN.com and on iTunes. Coming up next, Ryan Newman's crew chief, Luke Lambert, will give us the inside tips to setting up a car at Martinsville. And later, Martinsville master and NASCAR Hall of Famer, Rusty Wallace, will join us. At AutoZone, helping you get more done is what we do best. Like with the AutoZone Rewards Program, you'll earn a $20 reward every time you spend 20 bucks or more five times. It's just one more way to get more done. And right now, get a great deal on lighting so you can see everything and be prepared for anything when you are on the road. Visit any of our 5,500 locations nationwide and let us do more for you. See terms at AutoZone.com slash rewards. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Race fans, do you have an old car, motorcycle, boat, or RV just taking up space? Put that vehicle to good use by donating it to the NASCAR Foundation. Your donated vehicle will help kids in our racing communities live happier, healthier lives. Simply call 844-NASCAR-9 and your vehicle will be towed and auctioned. You get a tax deduction and the NASCAR Foundation gets the proceeds. Again, to donate, please call 844-NASCAR-9. What does it take to go fast at Martinsville? We're going to find out with Luke Lambert next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules tires will get you there. Whether you're running on dirt or running a job. Our dependable, high-quality tires are the perfect fit for your needs. For unmatched value, selection, and warranty with industry-leading road hazard protection, there's only one choice, Hercules Tires. To learn more, visit HerculesTire.com or call 800-677-9535. Hercules Tires, right on our strength. When the smoke settles, the entertainment never stops. On race weekend, your favorite NASCAR personality is an everyday superhero. Chase Elliott is going to victory lane. But when they leave the track, they're just like us, everyday people. You know, as I've said before, I- I'm going to be me. And, and I'm uh, Susie Armstrong. Join me on a daily journey as we discuss the hot topics and engaging personalities of NASCAR Nation. The world of racing, weekdays on the Motor Racing Network. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's NASCAR Live. As we head into Martinsville Speedway this weekend, one of the questions on everyone's mind in that garage is how to make a race car go fast. Over the weekend in Kansas, our Alex Hayden had a chance to catch up with Ryan Newman's crew chief, Luke Lambert, and find out what that recipe consists of. You know, it's, uh, it's a lot like a, a short track that a lot of guys um, in the sport grew up on and um, a lot of the a lot of the things that we have to focus on throughout the course of the weekend are keeping up with the racetrack keeping up with the rubber that's down on the surface and that changes from the time that we get there and, and start our first practice until you get into the race and it starts getting really black for us so um, we'll uh, we'll be trying to keep up with that and trying to make a car that has really good long run performance and uh, keeps the tires keeps the tires on it late in a run because you got to run a lot of laps and uh, that's where the that's where the money gets paid out is, is having the car that can uh, can fire off Good with decent speed, but but really be good late in the, late in the long run. In late of the month of October, running in the foothills of the mountains, obviously the colder temperatures, concrete corners. What kind of challenges does that present? Yeah, you know the the temperatures of of the the atmosphere when we're there is going to dictate kind of how the rubber gets laid down, and that that'll change the way the weekend goes for us. So we'll we'll be watching that um, as, as we approach this weekend and and seeing. Uh, what we predict will happen for us during the race, and that will influence what kind of setup decisions we make going into the race. It is a condensed weekend, meaning practice all on Saturday, qualifying race all basically com- compacted there. Are you a fan of that? And if, if so, what do you like about that, and what are the pros and cons? Uh, it's a challenge. I'm excited for the, for the new uh, challenge that we're, that we're looking at. It does present some, some opportunities for us, but also some, uh, some, some different things that we need to consider. So um, I think that... Uh, it still comes down to having the right car for the race. Um, qualifying is important there, but it's not as important as having long run speed. You've, you've got to be able to have a car uh, run, late to run, keep the tires on it. We've had tire wear issues there, and a lot of times when it gets cold, those get worse. Didn't seem to be the case in the spring, but that'll be one thing that we'll be tra- trying to stay on top of. But um, the, uh, the format 
with the impound and, and not being able to work on the cars after qualifying will uh, make us have to weigh our, our decisions heavily towards race trim. And Alex Hayden joins us now on NASCAR Live. After spending time with Luke, Alex, and talking about the condensed weekend, seems like that's such a departure from the norm from these teams. I can't imagine just trying to make sure everything is buttoned up and perfect by the time race day comes, considering that you're doing it in such a shorter window. Yeah, no question about it, Mike. And I think the, the biggest factor about this is your race car better be right when it leaves the race shop because – with this condensed weekend means you have fewer uh, fewer minutes on the on the track for practice, and, and if you have to go chasing the setup of the race car because the sim was off just a bit at the race shop or whatever the case may be, it's going to put you even further behind the eight ball. So time is precious this weekend at Martinsville. Well, and you can also factor in that yeah, that car's got to be right when it leaves the shop, but you can't afford to have any inspection miscues either, and you have to either go around or you lose practice time and all that. I think. I think to say time is of the essence at Martinsville would be an understatement. <laughs> yeah, no question about it. So, yeah, there's there's pressure on these crew chiefs. There's pressure on the car chiefs and, and everybody at the race shop who preps these race cars, let alone once you unload the car at the racetrack, you better have everything buttoned up and, and ready to go because this condensed weekend, while it, it can be a great thing for a race team if, if everything's, pardon the pun, hitting on eight cylinders – or if, uh, if things are a little bit behind and you're chasing your tail somewhat, yeah, yeah, time, time can be very valuable, and you can find yourself behind the eight ball in a hurry. And, of course, speaking of that, Martinsville this weekend is race one in the round of eight. We've got stops at Texas and ISM Raceway in Phoenix coming up. Uh, the top four in points will then transfer over to the championship deciding race at Homestead Miami Speedway. A short track, a mile and a half, and a mile racetrack. Alex, what's your gut telling you about how the round of eight's going to play out here over the next three weeks. Well, I think Martinsville is one of them that's going to be kind of a, a toss-up because I can see any of those eight drivers realistically getting up there and battling for the win. I mean, we, we've seen Kyle Busch have success there. Harvick's led a lot of laps there. Uh, obviously, Chase Elliott was in position to win this race a year ago. He's been very good there. Boyer knows how to win there. I mean, it, it's just a, a great test, and, and I think it's going to be fun to watch how that plays out. When you get to the mile and a half at Texas Motor Speedway, that to me kind of favors the the Stuart Haas racing cars. And the reason being, and it's no secret in the garage, the Roush 8's horsepower, they have fantastic top-end speed. That's where they're uh, the best, when the RPMs stay high, and that's the type of track that Texas is. Now, the Toyotas, on the other hand, are fantastic with the lower end. They're their power band, if you will, is at the lower end of the, uh, the RPM gauge. So ISM Raceway at Phoenix can can give Toyota a bit of an advantage. Although Kevin Harvick has won many times at, at Phoenix. So uh, I, I like this round. Three completely different types of racetracks, three different types of uh, styles that these drivers must adapt to. And I think it's a great test to see who our final four will be. And you know, you talk about Kevin Harvick. I'm surprised he's yet to win a playoff race. You mentioned his successes at ISM Raceway. I don't even know if he can bank on that. I, I think this is an up-for-grabs type of round, but even though they're still good, they're not as good as they have been in the past just for the simple fact that they have still to claim a checkered flag in the playoffs. You know, while that's true, there's, there's no denying any of that, I, I would tend to look at it the other direction. I think they have been in position to win not once but twice so far in the playoffs easily. Think back to Dover. Kevin Harvick was the dominant car until they had that miscue on pit road, that, just that fluke thing where a lug nut knocked the valve stem off and he had to come back to pit road under green, lost all of his track position. So he dominated the first half of that race and was well on his way to winning it. Then if you look back this past weekend as well at Kansas, Harvick was the dominant car again until a self-inflicted uh, uh, pit road speeding penalty relegated him to mid-pack and he was back there in all that dirty air and couldn't do anything with it so while you're right he, he's yet to win I still think Kevin Harvick and that four team led by Rodney Childers they're doing quite well they've got to clean up these little mistakes that are happening uh, these ancillary type things when you come to pit road which we all know is a necessity in NASCAR racing if you can be mistake-free down there, chances are Harvick's going to win. And he's been in position to do that already. I look for him to win at least one of these next three. And his next shot is in the first day to 500 coming up Sunday at Martinsville. Live coverage on the Motor Racing Network begins at 1.30 
p.m. Eastern time. Appreciate you dropping by NASCAR Live. Alex, have fun at the paperclip this weekend. Look great forward to it. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. That's Alex Hayden. Coming up, we'll hear from Rusty Wallace, and later Eric Almarola will join us. Grunt style. The American fighting spirit is in everything we make. We are 500 patriots and veterans strong, bringing clothing manufacturing back to the United States of America. Always moving forward, never retreating, never giving up. We are Grunt Style, and this will defend. Get yours at GruntStyle.com. After more than 1 million hours of development, the truck of the future has arrived. The new Cascadia from Freightliner, inspired by science, driven by passion. It's loaded with driver-focused improvements, such as noise abatement technologies for an even quieter ride, an innovative wraparound dashboard for improved comfort, and a reimagined driver's lounge that promotes productivity and relaxation. Experience the new Cascadia at your dealer or online at Freightliner.com. NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. MRN.com has you covered. Check out our original digital program, Motorsports Monday, with Joey Meyer and Woody Kane. Wing Nation with Steve Post and Aaron Everham. NASCAR Coast to Coast with Kyle Rickey and Hannah Newhouse. Crew Call with Sammy Joe and Rocco. NHRA Talk on the straight line. Classic NASCAR races on Throwback Thursday. The Inside Line has all your fantasy racing picks. Rip the Fence with Tyler Burnett and Dylan Welch. MRN.com original digital program. NASCAR Today Midday is your NASCAR source on and off the racetrack throughout the week. It's so uh, so peaceful to get out in nature and just sit in the woods and watch the deer and bird. Um, typically on our runs, there's a lot of conversation for 25 or 30 minutes, and then it gets quiet because you're sucking sucking wind. But on the bike, especially at the racetrack and stuff, they're pretty, pretty easy rides. Keep up with your favorite NASCAR stars each weekday on NASCAR Today Midday here on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Race fans are going wild on the backstretch in Martinsville. Rusty Wallace for the final time off the end of the backstretch has a three-car length lead advantage over Bobby Labonte. Rusty Wallace going back to victory lane in Martinsville. In two weeks, it will be three years since he had won that last victory coming at the California Speedway. He goes back to victory lane today at Martinsville Speedway. Now, back to Mike Bagley. That's how it sounded Sunday, April 18, 2004 at Martinsville Speedway. Rusty Wallace winning his final race at the paperclip. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live. And, well, we welcome in the opportunity to chat with Rusty Wallace every chance we get. And I got that opportunity over the weekend at Kansas. Had a chance to sit down and visit with Rusty and talk about Martinsville and his fondest memory of racing there. Oh, it had to be my last win probably in 2004. I mean, I was going for like 70 races without a win. But I thought if I could get a win, it'd probably be at Martinsville since that's such a good track for me. So, yeah, that had to be the best one, getting a 55th and final victory before I hung my hat up. And uh, that was an emotional day because I remember standing up on uh, the victory lane platform and all the drivers kept coming by. Yeah, uh, you know, a lot of them came by congratulate me because they knew that it was a long streak since I won last time and how important that race was to me. You know, every track needs a different skill set. You know, you go someplace, you know, Daytona, Talladega, you need a certain mindset. What kind of a mindset do you need at Martinsville? to not get yourself in trouble, to be there at the end when that checkered flag starts waving? Well, the way to keep yourself out of trouble, Mike, at that particular racetrack is to have a really good handling car. Somebody's got to stay on that chassis all the time. And I, I talk about that in nauseam almost because I was like a, a chassis guy. I love those springs and shocks and controlling my own destiny and making that car behave and handle the way I wanted it to. And the short track there at Martinsville reminded me of a lot of the short tracks I ran when I was coming up through the ranks. When it was me, Donnie Allison, uh, uh, Bobby in some of those tracks, Alan Kowicki, all those type of guys, Mark Martin, we learned on those short tracks. And so Martinsville kind of fit my style, and I knew what I wanted my car to do at that particular racetrack. So I just stayed working and working. And so when you get your car handling good, then you can control the brakes. You don't burn the brakes up. And you can put the car where you want it on the racetrack. You don't have to take take all these daredevil moves that might get yourself in trouble or might get yourself wrecked. So a really good handling car solved a lot of problems. It, it just didn't make you overdrive and 
overthink everything. Right. Well, one of the things that I hear you talk about in your progressive keys to the race is keeping your nose clean on pit road. Now, Martinsville, it's obviously a small racetrack, but that pit road speed is 35 miles an hour. What's it like blowing the thing down and getting on pit road and maintaining 35 miles an hour? Because from where we observe, it looks like you could get out and walk faster than that car's going. I know what you're saying, and you're exactly right. Well, I'll tell you, one of the key things that I did, and I don't see many people doing it, is I always pit in the front straightaway. Spot 11, I think, is the one that's called. It's a last opening in the front straight, but before you go in the turn for, in the pit area. I don't like being in that turn. You can't see what's around there. As you pull out, people can run over you. But when I was in that front straightaway, I won so many races. I think I won seven races by pitting almost at that same exact spot. Why did I get that spot? Because I qualified real well there. And when every time I qualified well, I got a good choice of pit selection. And I always wanted to be in the straightaway, so I glanced in the mirror as I was pulling out, didn't get hit, or I didn't run over anybody. I'm totally against being in the corners unless you're number one all the way down there and you're the pole sitter. If I was number two, I'd want to be in the spot number 11 with that opening in front of me where I can rock it in or rock it right out. How hard is it to keep your cool at Martinsville? Because I know there's always at one point in the race where someone gets beaten on you, you banging on you, you get into a pack of cars that want to run you over, you're trying to keep the fenders on the thing, and then a man can only get run into so many times before all of a sudden the temper's starting to go up. How hard is it to keep the tempers in check at Martinsville? You know, the beating and banging is kind of expected. The thing that drove me crazy was a slower car. That just kept blocking you. That was in front of you. And you you know you're a faster, and you don't want to run in and beat on him, but you want him to give you some respect, and maybe as you come down the back straightaway, dart out, let you get the inside lane, then he'll just kind of close in right behind you. When you get guys that won't do that, that just block you, that's when you get mad. That's when you start your temper starts flying. Then you give them the bumper a little bit going at the corner. Or give them a little tap in the middle of straightaway if you can catch them and say, hey, man, I'm here. I've been putting up with this long enough to give me a little respect. But when they won't give you respect, that's what got me hot. It wasn't going in the corner and getting a little nudge here, a little bump and a bang, because we know that the it's close quarters. We know that's going to happen. Uh, when the no respect thing kicks in, that's when you get a, I have a problem. Now, when you look at the drivers that are going to be racing in Martinsville this weekend, you've got guys like Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, all of the cup drivers that are very talented, that are seem to always find their way to the front. Of the drivers we have in that cup garage right now, who has the temperament and who's got the skill to be a top guy at Martinsville this weekend? Huh. I, I'm not saying this because it's my old car, but I look at Keselowski. Every time he goes there, he, he just flat flies around that racetrack. He, his upbringing is on the short tracks. He knows how to get around there. He's good at that track. I'm, I'm going to say Brad Keselowski. And then... You know, then I'm going to step out of my comfort zone a little bit and go with some guys that are, you know, really respect this sport currently and are doing really, really well. And that kind of grew up in the short tracks also. And I'm going to say Eric Amarola. This guy, uh, he's got a good car, a really good car. He's, had, he's got a recent victory. He's got a little more pep in his step. And I think a guy like that can be one I could, I could mention. That's Rusty Wallace. He'll be in the MRN booth this weekend in Martinsville for the first date of 500. And if Rusty Wallace is the Martinsville master, then our next guest is the Martinsville maestro. Track president Clay <laughs> Campbell joins us on the hotline. Hello, Clay. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Hey, good to be here, Mike. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. You got the old gal buttoned up and ready for us this weekend? Buttoned up and ready to go. We're, uh, you know, like I said before we came on air, it's, it's race week. We're excited. We're pumped up, ready to go. Great short track racing with the first state of 500 this weekend. And it's our last short track race of the year. For those that perhaps maybe are coming to your racetrack that have never, ever been to Martinsville before or those listening to us that now want to attend, what will greet them when they pull into the city limits of, of Martinsville, Virginia, and the surrounding areas, and what awaits them when they pull onto the property of the racetrack. Well, I'll tell you what, it, it's so interesting coming to a race here because really you get a glimpse back in the past, you get a snapshot of the, the current situation and a, and a look into the future because we've always done things to, to modernize the facility, but the racetrack itself has never changed. You go back and look at 1947 when it was built as a dirt track, the, the, the shape of it, length of it, everything's still the same. Just everything around it has grown. So when people come onto the property, you, you feel a sense of history. You feel a sense of, wow, all the greats in NASCAR have competed here. And you're getting ready to see one of the most 
you know, exciting races of the year. And, and that's what people come to expect when they come to a race here at Martinsville. It, it's short track racing, and like you said, it's the last short track of the playoffs. Once they leave here Sunday night, three races to go. So, I mean, the intensity has ratcheted up to, uh, you know, it's off the charts. And people remember last year's race, how exciting that was. Finished under the lights. We're starting at 2.30 Sunday. Probably do the same thing again this year. But it's just good racing that fans come to expect when they come to Martinsville Speedway. This weekend, you got the Texas Roadhouse 200 for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series coming up. The first day to 500 for the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. Both of those obviously in the playoffs. And both of those races, the winners of them will be rewarded with the Martinsville Speedway grandfather clock. We hear about it all the time. But what is the history of that clock? Of all the trophies that you can give out, why did you folks go to the grandfather clock as that trophy? Well, it, it goes back to my grandfather, Clay Earls, who started the place. And the, the manufacturing facility that, that made those clocks was just about three miles down the road from the track here. So that family and my family had a connection, and and my grandfather just decided, hey, let's let's give him a grandfather clock. It's something that's meaningful to him. It's not just a trophy that's going to sit off in the corner of a room and collect dust. And you know, kind of like the hot dog, you, you do things that uh, you start it, and over a period of time, and that's been sixty some years now with the clock, it just has grown into. Uh, you know, you, you hardly hear the word Martinsville Speedway without the word grandfather clock attached to it. So it's become one of the most cherished, sought after. Uh, you know, everybody wants that clock. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard drivers get out of the car and the first words they say to me is, where's my grandfather clock? They love it. <laughs> and some guys, that's the only that's the only trophy, so to speak, they have in their house. So that that says a lot for what that means to the guys. And, you know, we, we're glad we have something so uh, well sought after as that grandfather clock. And by the way, you can go to martinsvillespeedway.com and check out the history of that clock. It's uh, it's quite a history behind that. By the way, you brought up the hot dog thing as well. What is the count of hot dogs on an average Martinsville weekend? How many of those do you go through? I don't know. It, it's well in excess of 50,000 for a weekend. I know that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a lot of hot dogs, but people love those. And, you know, the good thing about it, you come here, we have affordable ticket prices, have affordable concessions prices, $2 for that hot dog. So you can come in here and you can see a great day of racing, uh, eat some great food, and leave here and you still got money in your pocket. Can't beat that. No, you can't. For those that want to be a part of the fun, how do they get tickets to uh, swing on at the Martinsville Speedway for the final short track race of the year? Probably the easiest and best thing to do is go online at martinsvillespeedway.com. That way you can check out the ticket prices, the packages, the seating diagram, the schedule of events. Everything you need to know is on that website. Or just give us a call at 877-RACE-TIX, R-A-C-E-T-I-X, and we'll fix you up for a great weekend of racing here at the first Data 500. Yeah, we can't wait to get there. It's always a pleasure. You are, you're a great host, and uh, there's a lot of happy race fans that always seem to be smiling when they when they leave the gates after a day of racing at Martinsville. And, of course, we can't wait to see the trucks on track and also the cup cars on track this weekend in what's a, a fantastic doubleheader. Clay, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you in Martinsville this weekend, and we can't wait to get down there for that final short track race of the year with, with playoff aspirations on the line. We look forward to seeing everyone. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. That's Clay Campbell, president of Martinsville Speedway. Some are trying to keep those hopes alive of winning a title. And it all goes through Martinsville Speedway this weekend. Coming up, we're going face-to-face with Eric Almarola. And later, we'll preview this weekend's race at Martinsville with Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, and others. At AutoZone, helping to get more done is what we do best. Like with the AutoZone Rewards Program, you'll earn a $20 reward every time you spend 20 bucks or more five times. It's just one more way to get more done. And right now, get a great deal on lighting so you can see everything and be prepared for anything when you are on the road. Visit any of our 5,500 locations nationwide and let us do more for you. See terms at AutoZone.com rewards. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Things happen fast in racing, and if you don't know where to look, you can miss it all. 
With Legend from Racing Electronics, you'll never miss another moment. Legend gives you live fan vision video, in-car cameras, and stats at NASCAR and other Premier Series events. And the next-generation race scanner for unfiltered driver and crew audio at any motorsports event nationwide. NASCAR fans have never been closer to the action. Welcome to the future of the fan experience. Learn more by visiting racingelectronics.com. We go face-to-face -face with Eric Almarola next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Hey guys, it's Tyler Burnett of the Rip the Fence podcast. And Steve Post of Wing Nation. The two dirt worlds collide Wednesday, October 31st as Rip the Fence and Wing Nation will be live from Millbridge Speedway, just 25 miles north of Charlotte Motor Speedway. If you're in town for World Finals Week, want to see some great outlaw kart racing, then come hang out with us as one driver will win a dream ride with Keith Coons Motorsports at the Chili Bowl, and we'll be on hand to witness it all. It's the Keith Coons Giveback Classic pre-race show from 4 to 5 p.m. Wednesday, October 31st. Tune in. The championship battle is on, and NASCAR today is right in the middle of it with the sport's biggest stars. Yeah, they're trying to make it difficult, and I promise it's going to be hard. Every weekday, you'll hear from drivers making a difference down the stretch. The timing of it is the beauty of the whole thing. Who moves on and who gets cut as the top teams chase a title? Each one of these rounds has had a racetrack that I think we can win at. I'm Kyle Busch. Listen to NASCAR today right here. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thanks for dropping by on this week's NASCAR Live. The round of eight was set this past weekend at the Kansas Speedway. And one of those Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series drivers that is still alive for the championship is Eric Almarola. Recently, Kim Kuhn chatted with Eric about his success in this year's playoffs. 34-year-old driver out of Tampa, Florida, has been waiting for this moment. It comes here this afternoon at Talladega. Everyone knows how good SHR has been, but now that you've won, all four cars have wins. What does that say about the organization? Uh, it's incredible. I mean, this organization, they, uh, they, they, they work so hard, and, and, and they do such a good job of making sure that everybody's on the same page. Um, I've never in my entire career, and I've been around the garage area quite a bit, in my 14, 15 years of, of being involved in NASCAR now, I've never seen an organization um, this committed to each other and, and this much teamwork. It is really impressive, and I think that uh, a lot of the results that you guys see, uh, you know, comes from the dynamic that we have at the shop. Do you think there's a shot that all four of you could be the championship four contenders? And if so, what would it be like to race three teammates for a championship? It would be insane. Um, I think there is a shot, right? If, if all four of us make it to the round of eight, um, then, you know, then you have to say yes. There would, there would realistically, there is a chance. It, it's, the odds are probably not in our favor, and it's probably long odds for it to happen, but there is a chance, and I think that that would be incredible um, to have all four cars uh, go to Homestead racing for a championship. I think it would be really neat for Gene and Tony uh, to go to Homestead guaranteed a championship trophy, and then I think it would be really neat for Ford Motor Company um, to go to Homestead for Ford Championship weekend, knowing that a Ford uh, is going to win the championship. You've repeatedly said that your team is kind of a dark horse. You guys have flown under the radar, but it's like you started the playoffs and then you made the round of 12. And then now you've won and made the round of eight. Do you think this win has put you guys in the spotlight? I think so, um, but I think we're still under the radar. I think, I think people still show up to the racetrack and look at the four car, the 78, the 18, um, and don't really pay that much attention to us and, and I like that I'm good with that I, I like um, flying under the radar I don't I don't have much of an ego and but I'm as competitive as anybody and so I like I like going under the radar and and, and not having a bunch of attention on me but you'll but but still um, being able to go out on the racetrack and and compete uh, with a burning desire to go win. Tony Stewart has been vocal that he's given you advice throughout the season. And like I said, you've come close to wins before this day you win. What kind of things has he told you to keep the doubt out of your mind? I think the biggest thing, he, he's just continued to reassure me that everybody here believes in me. 
um, you know, he, he just constantly telling me, hey, look, you're doing more than we've ever thought or asked that you would this early on in, into our relationship. He's like, so don't beat yourself up. Don't try and, and do anything different. Don't try and push to, to you know, create opportunities. Keep doing what you're doing. Take the opportunities as they come, and, and there's going to be days that it works out, and there's going to be days that it doesn't. And right now, um, you know, at that point, you know, he kept telling me, he's like, right now we just keep having circumstances go against us. He's like, but eventually, I promise you, circumstances are going to go our way, and we're going to win. And I have no doubt. He said, I have no doubt from the day that I've hired you that you are going to win races for my company. Um, and Gene believes that too. So he said, just keep doing what you're doing and put yourself in position, and, and I promise you we will go win races. You've been in the Cup Series for over a decade and driven for a number of different teams. Over those 10 years, um, I don't know that you've been with a team that's been able to showcase your skills as a driver like you are now with SHR. In those other moments throughout your career, did you have second guesses where you, you thought, maybe maybe I shouldn't be a, a race car driver? And how did you overcome self-doubt and just having low points? Because again, it seems like only now you're giving all you can and you've got a team that's being able to showcase everything you have as a driver. Yeah, I think self-doubt is very natural. Um, I think it's, it's human nature, right? To um, when you don't, when things don't go your way, um, you, you have two choices. You can either blame everybody else, or you can, or you can reflect on yourself. And so, for me, I've, there was plenty of times where I had self-doubt. It's like, man, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm not getting the most out of my equipment. Maybe I'm not, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever the case may be. Um, but the thing that I've always had going for me is that I'm extremely hard-headed. And I, and I won't give up. I will not quit. Um, I, will, I will see it to the bitter end. And if good, bad, or indifferent, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep fighting. So that has paid off for me. And, and throughout my career, I've always had to overcome a lot of different adversities and, and things. And so um, to make it to where I'm at today and to have an organization behind me like SHR, that supports me and believes in me and that is giving me unbelievably fast race cars week in and week out. Um, it makes going to the racetrack really fun. That's Eric Almarola, this week's NASCAR Live face-to-face -face interview. Coming up next, we've got our AutoZone commercial free zone brought to you by AutoZone. Does your check engine light have you guessing? AutoZone's free fix finder service can help you find a solution so you can do more. Get in the zone, AutoZone. At AutoZone, helping you get more done is what we do best. Like with the AutoZone Rewards Program, you'll earn a $20 reward every time you spend 20 bucks or more five times. It's just one more way to get more done. And right now, get a $10 AutoZone gift card by mail-in rebate when you purchase a Sylvania Silver Star Ultra Twin Pack or two single packs. Two single packs must be purchased on same sales receipt. Visit any of our 5,500 locations nationwide and let us do more for you. See terms at AutoZone.com rewards. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the zone, AutoZone. E-Financial makes buying life insurance easier thanks to a mix of technology and personal service. When you call, our agents listen to learn your needs. Then utilize our cutting-edge platform to search options from leading companies. You get the right coverage at the right price thanks to our blend of advanced computer algorithms and plain old conversation. Get covered today. Call 1-866-244-5580. Or visit eFinancial.com. Uh, that's eFinancial.com. All states or situations. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Get ready to head for the exits on this week's NASCAR Live. In a moment, we'll preview the first day to 500 at Martinsville Speedway. But first, friends, let's turn back the clock for another edition of This Week in NASCAR History. And this week, we begin in 1984. Prince is on top of the charts with the number one album with the Purple Rain soundtrack, at the box office, the Terminator was released. In the NFL, Hall of Fame quarterback Ken Stabler retired, and NASCAR was racing at the North Carolina Motor Speedway in Rockingham, North Carolina. Bill Elliott edged out Harry Gant to win the American 500. This is what it sounds like when the doves cry. Can't 
almost clangs into the outside concrete retaining wall, but he's got the horsepower on the outside. He beats Elliott to the inside of turn three. Again, he goes up high in the top spot. Elliott looks down low. Elliott, bottom of the racetrack. He's got room. Gant comes up the speedway. Elliott is coming. He wins it. Bill Elliott by about two feet beats Harry Gant as they go down into turn number one. Moving forward to 1995, Hootie and the Blowfish are number one with I Only Want to Be With You. In the World Series, the Atlanta Braves defeated the Cleveland Indians in game six to claim the title. And again, NASCAR was in Rockingham. Ward Burton broke into the win column for the first time in his career by taking the checkered flag in the AC Delco 400. Ward Burton brings that race-leading Pontiac off the end of the backstretch, asking for two more turns, headed for the stripe. Ward Burton looking for the checkered flag. At age eight, he was racing go-karts, then motorcycles, and now in his 53rd career start, Ward Burton wins on the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Never made it as a wise man. And we end this week in 2001. Nickelback has the number one rock song with How You Remind Me. Apple released a new item called the iPod. And NASCAR was racing at Talladega. Dale Earnhardt Jr. had the fans going crazy in the EA Sports 500. Here comes the battle for the lead. Earnhardt Jr. down low. Here comes Tony Stewart to the high side. Jeff Burton trying to close in. Here they come in turn number three. Stewart is high. Earnhardt Jr. by a car lane. Has him on the low side of the racetrack. Here comes drafting help from Jeff Burton. Off the corner. Earnhardt Jr. Burton. Tony Stewart. Earnhardt Jr. pulling away. Dale Earnhardt Jr. at the inside of the racetrack. He's got it hooked up. Coming back into the trioval. He's going to win the EA Sports 500. Those are just some of the events of this week in NASCAR history. History. We're off to Martinsville this weekend, and for a preview, here's our Susie Armstrong. Thank you, Mike. The pressure builds in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series playoffs as the round of eight crams into the tight confines of Martinsville Speedway for the first Data 500. Riding high from victory at Kansas Speedway, Chase Elliott hopes to log his first win on the tough half mile and deliver a ticket to the final four. Momentum's nice. You know, I'd rather have it than not have it, but still at a pretty big points deficit behind the 18, the four, and, and some of those other guys. So if we just keep running with them every week, I think we'll, we'll like I said, I think we can give ourselves a chance. That's all you can ask for. Out of playoff contention, Ryan Blaney sees a second consecutive top 10 points finish within his grasp and looks to recreate some October 2017 magic. The fall race last year was pretty good for us. We ran well. This year, leading a bunch of laps, winning stage and, and uh, finishing third, that was a big confidence booster for us. We, uh, we worked really hard in the offseason to, to, to try to get better at that place because I struggled pretty bad there. I think it's finally coming around, I'd like to say. And, uh, so that, that part's been nice because, you know, I grew up 45 minutes from Martinsville. I grew up closer to Martinsville than Charlotte. I always hated running bad there because it was a race I really always went to to watch my dad run, and um, it's just a cool event. Kyle Larson is among the top 10 championship hopefuls in the waning events of the season, striking out for Martinsville with guarded enthusiasm. It's just a difficult place for me for whatever reason. You know, maybe our we don't have the best race car or setup there, but I feel like I'm worse than you know what the potential of our car is. Alex Bowman strives to finish his first full-time season with Hendrick Motorsports on a high note by vaulting to victory lane. Finished seventh there in, in the spring and had a, a really good day for what at the time was, was a really tough time for us. So I think we can go back there and, and contend for a win. The green flies over the first Data 500 at Martinsville Speedway this Sunday afternoon just after 2.30 p.m. Eastern. Live coverage on the Motor Racing Network begins at 1.30. For this week's NASCAR Live Race Preview, I'm Susie Armstrong. Final short track race of the year coming up. Cannot wait to get to Martinsville. It's going to be a blast. And this has been the AutoZone Commercial Free Zone, brought to you by AutoZone. Does your check engine light have you guessing? AutoZone's free fix finder service can help you find a solution so you can do more. Get in the zone. AutoZone. That's going to put a bow on this week's show, my friends. We'd like to thank Eric Almarola for joining us. Also, John Hunter Nemechek, Martinsville Speedway track president Clay Campbell, Rusty Wallace, Luke Lambert, and Alex Hayden. And for the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. We will chat with you next week right here on NASCAR Live. So long, everyone. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and Daytona Beach, Florida. And was brought to you by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. 
Today's broadcast was produced by Rich Colbert. Remember to visit MRN.com to get all of the latest NASCAR news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Curated by Kohl's latest collection is now available in select stores and at Kohl's.com. For a limited time, shop unexpected new favorites like reusable drinkware from Corksicle and fun arts and crafts from UV. Warmies heatable plush toys are perfect for little ones. Homesick handcrafted candles are a great gift to make anyone feel at home. And who doesn't love sweet treats from Candy Club? Shop curated by Kohl's for these digital need-to-know brands and more. Tap the banner now or visit Kohl's.com. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com.